The Bar Star Podcast is a show that aims for something a little different. It's hosted by a drummer who thinks he's a musician. But let's be honest. I know and you know that drummers are not musicians, right? Or are they? Hang on a second. Who wrote this crap? This is garbage. Nobody's going to listen to a show put on by somebody they haven't heard of. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to another episode of the Bar Star Podcast. I am your host, Stephen O'Reilly. I want to thank you guys for coming back to hang out with me once again. Thanks for not being sick of me yet. You'll get sick of me eventually. But so far, we're good. I hope everybody had a good week. I hope everybody is doing well. And as always, I hope you guys went out and did some shit. Don't forget to check out Prophecy Inc., my sponsor, sponsor of the show. Go in the shop, mention the Bar Star Podcast, and you will get 10% off any tattoo by any artist in the shop. Other than that, I had a fantastic week, and I'm having a pretty good day because I am not flying solo today. I am hanging out with my buddy, my friend, my... Sometimes we're kind of twinish, except I'm the fucking short, shitty one. But my musician buddy, a one Mr. Dave Moody. How are you, sir? Good, sir. How are you? I am fantastic. Great. You look amazing. Well, thank you. You do too. Oh, you look wonderful. I took a shower this morning. Let's talk about us. I fixed my hair. <laughs> <laughs> if we don't tell each other how great we are, who's going to do it? I, nobody. Nobody. <laughs> I put 20 bucks in your wallet when you weren't looking. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> I expect a $5 bill on the table you, when you leave. The coffee is worth the 10 bucks. Sweet. I'm in. I'm in. How's things? How's life? Really good. Um, band's going great. Um, yes, Thunderstruck is fucking killing it. Yeah, we're doing well. Done, well. sir. Well thank done. you, thank you. We're doing great. Uh, home life's great. Me and my wife are doing great. Um, I can't complain about anything. Extremely blessed. So I'm just nobody listen anyway. If you were no, 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 no. <laughs> so I'm I'm just uh, I'm just riding the wave as I always do, like uh, like a twig on the. On the shoulders of a mighty stream. I'm just happy to be here, you know. Twig on the shoulders of a mighty stream. Correct. That's how I roll down the road, brother. All right, I'm going to hit pause and we're going to go record a song real quick. Okay. <laughs> we're going to write it and then record it because that was like some poetic shit. Yes. Actually, it's John Candy from Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. So I stole that. Damn it. I know. I'm not that, you know, well, not that good. Shit. Uh, yes, you are. <laughs> That's all right. We'll just re-steal it. We'll turn yeah, we'll, we'll twig into fig. <laughs> Nobody will know. Me and that what Vanilla Ice did. He changed one note. And that's one how he note. got out of the lawsuit. It's different. It's but it's, it's different. different. <laughs> <laughs> what was that? I just what? Just admit it, dude. You remember when he said that on MTV? Oh yeah, he, I remember he did the that, interview. And, and he just had that look on his face, like, but it's different. Yeah. His goes do 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 do, and mine goes do 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 do. That's your argument. That's your legal fucking argument. Is a did 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 did. Did he get away with it? He did. Son of a bitch. It's, if I if my memory is correct, which could not be because my memory sucks, but I think he did. They dropped the lawsuit because it was one note different. Really? Mm-hmm. You gotta be shitting me. I could be. 
I wouldn't shit you though. You are my favorite turd. (laughs) Sorry, I had to be a twelve year old for a second. No, I I do think he. I got. You know what? We can Google it. You want me to Google it? I'll Google it while we're sitting here because I have the technology. You do. You do. I have. Let's find out. It's just amazing to me that somebody could blatantly rip somebody off that badly and not. Not oh, no, I agree. It makes no sense to me. How the hell that dude got away with it if he did? Yeah, it, it doesn't make much sense. All right, so he's typing in Vanilla Ice Lawsuit Queen. Let's find out. We're, we're Googling. I stuck it in my Google box. All right. Let's see. Okay. And da, 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 the verdict. The case was, was settled. settled out of court. Costing ice an undisclosed sum and earning him a nine. So he did have to pay for it. He did have to pay. I was I was incorrect. I was wrong. But actually, technically, I was half right because I didn't think it got. I didn't think he won or, or excuse me. I didn't think he lost in court. So right. technically, he didn't. So that I was just going by the public shit. But yeah, he he did have to pay. So there you go. Fuck it. Thank God. <laughs> Thank God. That's one of my favorite Queen songs, if not my favorite Queen song. I don't know if I have a favorite Queen song. Honestly, no, no, no. I don't. I don't not love them. I just, you know me. You've known me for what we're about to talk about, but you've known me for a year. I have a hard time picking a favorite anything. Right. I just, I've, I've always sucked at that. Right. Me too. Three things in life that are my favorite: coffee, drums. I ain't saying the other one. (laughs) (laughs) If, If anybody knows you. They know what it is. Yes, they do. And it kind of, well, it all encompasses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. If they know you, they know. They know what it is. Yeah, they do. <laughs> but seriously, I, I can't pick a, a favorite anything. I've never been able to do that. I'm just horrible at it. I think it's because I was talking to uh, the episode with Jess when she was here, um, Jessica A. We were talking about how my mood, for the most part, I'm the same person every time. But my internal mood where I go in a creative space, it's mm-hmm. never the same. Right. I mean, I'll wake up tomorrow and listen to Neil Diamond, and I'll go to bed tonight, and I'll listen to fucking Slipknot. Yeah. Just, it's just, um, I'm bizarre that way. I feel that. Yeah. I'm with you. I do the same thing. So, let's go, let's go to the beginning. You were born. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> How long have we known each other? I oh. want to say I met you about a year after I moved here, and I've been here a little over 11 years. Yeah, uh, right. We've known each other about ten years. Correct. I mean, it's back when I was drinking too. So you got you're a better judge (laughs) of of all of that. You wait. You you used to drink. Yeah, you have more knowledge of that of that stuff than I do. Not you. I got stories for days about that shit. I remember vaguely, and it's classic Steve and Dave. Um. We was at Phoenix Hill, and you correct me if I'm wrong again. You have a better memory than I do. And we were upstairs in Phoenix Hill up in the roof garden, I believe it was. And you were playing. It might have been with Heaven Hill. I can't remember. Now that you say that, I think that is right. I think Tark Bus was upstairs. Heaven Hill was downstairs. Downstairs. And you walked down to see us because it was an original band, and you were on break. I I do remember that. You are correct. And I remember walking up to you. And saying a typical Dave Moody statement, not being arrogant, but I guess you have no other way to take it than being arrogant. And I said, you know, this is just me being me and in and, and business, right. you know, and, and saying it the way I said it, they're going to go, man, that fucking dude is an arrogant prick. But I didn't mean it in that sense. It just came across. It just came out. It that came way. out that way. Uh, what I said was, you need me. 
I remember that. I said, you need that. Me. I do remember, I said, I remember you that need clearly. Me. Yep. And anybody that's seen Stephen O'Reilly play clearly knows he don't fucking need me. Aw, thanks. Uh, but the fact is, what I was saying was, we would be great together. Yes. And the, the way I said it, <laughs> like we were macaroni and cheese, you know? Yep. But- it was you know, it's funny. like it's it's like the cheese looking at the macaroni, going, "You need me, and you motherfucker, I'm macaroni." You know, <laughs> what do I need you? But if we put it together, you know, we're yeah, macaroni, macaroni and cheese. cheese. You know, nope, so I mean, I and it came out wrong, I guess. But I believe that's how we met. I, I think you're right because I do remember, um, even though I was here a year, there was for the first two years, I didn't. I met a lot of people, but I didn't meet a lot of people, if that makes any sense. Mm. There was so many people being thrown at me from all these different angles because I moved up here. Oh, you were sought his... after. You, well, you were sought after. I mean, I, if you say that, sure. I don't remember that. I'm just getting to the part of I, I met so many people because there was. I moved up here for an established band, so mm-hmm. they knew everybody. Mm-hmm. They're all from here. I'm the new kid. So not only was I being looked at and scrutinized because I'm the new kid. Oh, you were never scrutinized. But you but well, in never. my from my perspective I was because there was the you get the now you, you you've were never, been doing this long enough. You know the eyes that are looking at you because they're like, oh that dude's good and you know the eyes that are looking at you like sizing you up. Yeah but you, you know were, what I'm talking about. Who was sizing you up? Everybody was going, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> what just happened? <laughs> what just alien just landed on planet Louisville <laughs> And took the motherfucker over. But the thing is, the thing is, oh, I do. Uh, I just remember people telling me that you got to, you got to see this drummer. And Chico was transitioning on the way out of Tark Bus. Right. And we knew it. He knew it. It had run its course at that time. Right. Um, But it actually turned out to be almost a year later. That I before I got into Tark Bus. Yes, it was. It, It was. It was a long time. You were still in Heaven Hill. For another year or so. Yeah, because I got um, unceremoniously fired. We've already talked about that. Uh, <laughs> actually, we didn't talk about it in detail, but I did have Chris on the show, and I know you listened to that episode. But we, uh, it was in 2009, summer of 2009. Mm-hmm. And if my memory serves me, I think fall of 09 or winter of 10. Again, I was drinking. Right. But I, I feel like it was fall of 09 or winter of 2010 when I got the call from you. Correct. Because I remember you calling me, and it's actually kind of funny because I had in turn seen you. Um, I didn't see you. I didn't watch you that night because original band, there was another band after us, I think, or we were the last band or whatever it was. And you know how originals are. It's a completely different world. Right. You can get off stage when you're in a cover world and lollygag, fiddle fart, fuck around. Right. When you're an original band, get your shit and get out because you got merch to sell. Right. Or you've got people that want to hang out with you or you've got the autographs or what the hell ever. But- um, the point I'm getting at is I remember seeing you and I remember thinking the same thing about you because musicianship aside, doesn't matter how good a bass player is. The majority of bass players are, I hate to say it guys. I love all of you dearly are boring. Mm-hmm. Then I see you and I'm like, what the fuck? That's a master of ceremonies. <laughs> <laughs> He's singer's not doing it. He's doing it. And I remember that. And then, so that's how we kind of, it was that. You watched me. Macaroni I and cheese. You, macaroni and cheese. Macaroni whole, and cheese. Yeah, the whole nine yards. And then fast forward a year, I got the call. And the reason I preface it that way is because I remember hanging up the phone going, I'm in like seven bands and I could drop them all for this one, one. really good band and make that money. works every weekend and makes money. Mm. And that's what I did. 
which was <laughs> the right decision. It was the right decision, absolutely. Pissed and me a few and you people laid off, it down. Really me and you laid it down like no other. It was. We did. It was. It we, was like that. We did. We did. Uh, we locked like macaroni and cheese. It and was really, really good. Peanut butter. And now jelly. you have coffee in my mouth. Oh, sorry. And I, I say this all the time. You know, I, Chip Adams is a bass player. Mm-hmm. He he's a bass player. Mm-hmm. He's awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, Ronnie Watchmaker is a bass player. Mm-hmm. He's awesome. Yep. You know, James St. James is a bass player. He's mm-hmm. awesome. Mm-hmm. I can go on and on and on and on and on. These people are musicians. Right. I'm an entertainer. Uh, and that's fact. And and the thing is... I would agree, but I also think for your bass playing ability, you sell yourself short. Well, I can play. Yeah. I can play. You don't and, suck. No, not even... No. You don't but suck. at the end of the day... I know what I am and I know what I'm not. Right. You know, obviously I couldn't suck if I went and played with Billy and all that stuff. Right. You know, Which but, we're going to get to. Yeah. But, but yeah. No, at you're, the end you're of the day, right. At the end of the day, I look at those guys as musicians, as players, right. as just incredible uh, musicians with integrity that just deliver that product and note for note precision. And, right. And, that, and I've never been that. Right. I've always been like, get close and smile a lot. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Slide, you know? <laughs> and uh, but you know, I mean, if you're making the crowd have fun and you're making everybody enjoy themselves, um, you did your job. You did your job. But I will say, you know, I, I did take great bit a great bit of pride in in my instrument, and I oh, love play, and I miss playing bass so much. Now that I'm singing, I, I miss it so. I was actually going to ask you about that, but before we we'll get to all the uh, the current stuff in a minute. But do, do you miss it like really, really bad, or just some nice? Really bad, really bad, because gotcha. I just enjoy it. I love having that hunk of wood around my my, my neck, and right. Um, I love the sound of it. I love I loved my tone. I loved. You did have a good tone. I love the the aggressiveness of it. I loved how I could dance with it. I loved I loved everything about it. It right. was just cool. And um, now I'm I've just got a microphone, which I'm cool with. Right. I adapted well. It's not like you don't know how to use one. Right. I, exactly. <laughs> and, and I adapted well. Dave uh, Moody, Master of Ceremonies. Yeah. Hello. <laughs> Hello. Welcome to my show. <laughs> But I adapted well. Uh, but but like at sound checks with Thunderstruck, I'll ask Chris, our bass player, I'll say, "Hey man, I'll just sing and, and play this. You go out there and see what it sounds like." So just so I can get my fix, right? You know. So and he's kind enough to let me do that. But uh, like I said, it's I miss it pretty badly. I miss locking in with a drummer, and and that's so. Good. And I've always had good drummers. Yeah, always, you have. Yeah, always you have. had good drummers, man. Yeah. Always had a great drummer. Solid, solid, solid. And um, I miss that a lot. I can see that. I, I can see that. I mean, I, I I don't ever want to say I suck at anything, but as far as instrumentation, I mean, I suck at anything other than drums. Oh, another I great just, bass player, just, Chuck Deering. Yes. Chuck Deering, incredible bass player. Chuck is very good. And Chuck's so cute. He is sexy. Oh, my God, he's so cute. <laughs> Chuck, you're so cute. <laughs> He does, he does listen to the show. Hi, Chuck. Um, and he will be on the show eventually. But I suck at any other instrument other than drums. Have you ever I noticed, can't play anything. Have you ever noticed when you don't mention somebody, they get upset? So now I'm sitting here going, dude, I just mentioned this. I just mentioned this. Now I, I didn't mention this. And I'm going to go, oh, my God, somebody's going to think I don't think they're. Wait, listen, every I, bass wait, player is great. Calm down. Calm down. <laughs> because it's my show, and you know how I am. Right. If I forget you, 
I'll get to you eventually. I'll get to you eventually. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all know how to get a hold of me. You yeah. want to be on the show? Come on. Come on. Um, okay, so I think, and we're not going to go through a whole long history, but I think I was in Tark Bus for about five and a half years. We ended it in March of 2014. Is that right? If you say so. Yeah. Well, we... I, <laughs> And I'm not throwing anybody into the bus, but we everybody knows we had singer problems and singer issues and blah, blah, blah. So you and I sat down and we decided, let's just, let's just, let's just kill it. And with be some done integrity. With it. Yeah. And it had a, an amazing run. But now, two or three times a year, you're doing the Tark Bus Classic thing. Classic reunion. And you've got a show coming up this summer, correct? April 28th at the Mercury Ballroom. Nice. With the Classic Tark Bus. Nice. Which uh-huh. is you, Steve, Wendell, and... Chica. Actually, it's going to be Ronnie Watchmaker's going to be filling in. But oh, nice. Yeah, so Ronnie's going to be there with us, and that's going to be great. Awesome. And uh, we're going to have a big time, and it's going to be a lot of fun. Nice. Um, so April 28th. April 28th. I'm going to release this episode on April 33rd. No, I'm okay. just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. <laughs> um, but that's going well the, the, when you do those shows. Yes. I, I went to, I don't remember which one, but that's where my memory sucks when it comes to timeline. But I remember one, and you guys sounded great, and it was fucking packed. Well, it was, it was last year. Actually, actually, it's been almost uh, about two years, and I was surprised See, by that, too. I told you, my timeline yeah, memory sucks. I was surprised by that, too, uh, whenever I think about it. Um, everybody's doing so many things. Right. Like, everybody's got their own... Projects and projects, and, yeah. and you've got to make it sync up. Yep. Where Tark Bus is no longer a priority, uh, the show's got to come along. You've got to pay us well to get along. <laughs> that is so true. Is true. <laughs> you gotta, you know, everything's got to fall in line, right, to make it work. Right. But uh, whenever I get a chance to play with the fellas, it's so awesome. Right. I mean, we get up there, and and people come to see a hack band, and I still can't believe it. <laughs> I still can't believe it. You know, so you know. I, bef- before we move on to some other stuff, because everybody knows I don't do interviews, but I ask random questions. I have to say, and I'm not saying this because I was in the band. I'm saying this because I believe it. I think one of the reasons why Tark Bus did so well for so long is it was that element of not giving a fuck, but giving just enough to make sure that everybody had a good time. Correct. And I think that's why that band worked so well. It did. It That's res- my opinion. It, it was. It, it literally. It was a. It was a working man's band, and I, the reason why I say that did is. Did you just say the L word? Yeah. Literally. Literally a work. Literally a work. <laughs> it was a working man's band. It and, was. And by that I mean, people work hard during the week. They just want to have fun. They don't want a musical lesson. They want big dumb rock. Right. They want to have fun. They want to let loose. They right. want to... Uh, I've said this for years. <laughs> I wrote it about it in my book. Um, if you are in a band, and I don't... This is me speaking. I don't give a shit what kind of band it is. Your job, your ultimate goal, besides providing great songs, hopefully, your ultimate goal is to make the people that are in front of you forget about their lives. Exactly. For at least two to three hours a night. Exactly. That is your job. Yeah. That is our job. That's my job. Yeah. That's what I. That's how I've always viewed it. Yeah. Which is part of the reason why I play the, the all the flashy bullshit. Play right. the way that I do. That shit's not for me. That shit hurts. Yeah. Oh, I can imagine. <laughs> I can imagine. You've seen me before. I, I've seen you bloody knuckled and yeah, beat up. I've seen you. Yep. Yeah. 
That shit hurts. It's yeah. it's got to be the same thing for you. I mean, what's yeah. your base? How much is your base weight? I have no idea. It's not. It's a Spectre, so it doesn't weigh that much. But it's the fact that. But it's over ten pounds, right? Easily, and it's around your neck, and yeah. uh, and you're jumping around, and with you're that jumping thing around three, four with four boots on, you know. Yeah, yeah you a lot and your of boots. A lot of effort. You and your boots. Yeah, I tried to get you in chucks. It didn't work. It did not. I got plantar fasciitis because it. I wore them. I don't even know what that means. I know. Remember when it was hookers and blow? Now it's plantar fasciitis and coffee. What is going on with that? You know, now we're old. We're old. God. Yeah, but I feel great. Yeah. I do too. I do too. I feel good. I know I already told you, but you look great. You want to make out? Yes. Sweet. All right. So all that stuff's cool, but I have a question for you. Mm -hmm. Because as long as you and I have known each other, in as many stages as we've played together, dude, we've killed some fucking stages. We have. Whew. I've never actually asked you, how did you even get the Billy Ray Cyrus gig? Because I don't know. Uh, well, uh, okay. Um, it, it's uh, apparently you don't know. <laughs> yeah. Well, again, I've been drinking back then. I was drinking back then. Uh, Billy's brother Mick. Was a good friend of mine. Who is a great guy, by the way. He's a great guy. Uh, thanks to you, I got to meet Mick. And That's with right. We yeah, did, we did We did mixed wedding. And that was the night that Fred Curry played drums with us. Yes. Fred and Curry did, played my drums. He played your drums, and he smacked that. He did the... Yep. He, he did, did the Fred Curry Hugandan stick flip thing. That's he throws awesome. It up. Yeah. That's awesome. Side story. We played that wedding, and, and um, Billy Ray's band, including you, wanted to get up and play a few songs. So Billy's drummer, Billy, I'm not making that up, guys. Billy's drummer, Billy, played my rig. So I, of course, left stage and made my way to the coffee bar. Mick was smart enough to have a coffee bar at his wedding reception. It was awesome. So this dude grabs my arm. And I don't know if I've even ever told this story on the podcast. I know I've wrote about it in the book. But anyway, this dude grabs my arm and he goes, dude, you're a fucking great drummer. And I said, thanks, man. And I looked down. Fred Curry from Cinderella told me I was great. So I didn't fanboy out. In my head, I did. But I just said, hey, man, thanks. Oh, by the way, if you want to play, you're more than welcome to. He goes, oh, no, it's, it's all cool, man. I'm just going to chill. No, you got to play. No, you got to. <laughs> well, no, no, no. Here, well, that's what I was thinking. And I was like, okay, the open invitation. Or I'm paraphrasing. So anyway, I go get my coffee. Song later, Billy's still playing. Song after that, I look up. Fred Curry's behind my drums. And I'm freaking out. I'm going, I used to have his fucking posters on my wall. And he's playing my drums. And he thinks I'm good. And then when I saw him later, I was like, what's up, man? It's cool. I totally just, it was total douchey, but it was funny. Yeah. So anyway, back to you. Sorry. Side story. Well, anyway. Um, that was a fun wedding. Oh, it was. It was great. Billy got up and played with us. Yep. I got to play with him. Billy Ray, uh, uh, Fred, and the Sly Dogs got up and played. And um, it was a great, it was a great time. Oh, yeah, I can't was, remember who else. It was a lot of people. It was a lot of people. Right? Miley. Uh, Miley. Miley played. got up and played yep. with us. Yep. yep. Um, anyway, go ahead. So... Mick and I are good friends. Mick moved here in Louisville, and me and him became really great friends. Right. Uh, and I can't even remember what year it was, but um, we were macaroni and cheese. You know, we Take were. Thieves. We yeah, we were brothers, right. and uh, we lived together in this and that. And I was a musician, and then his brother made it, and he blew up. And uh, we retained. So you've met, you knew Mick way long time ago. Way long. Time okay, gotcha. Got you. Way, way, way long time gotcha. ago. Well. Fast forward, years pass. Mick moves down to Nashville. He starts working for his brother. He starts right. working for Miley. He starts becoming a management person. He starts managing the road for Billy. He starts managing the road for Miley. He starts right. doing this. 
Well, anyway, one day he gives me a call out of the blue saying, how would you like to try out for my brother for bass? He needs a bass player. I go, yes. <laughs> so let me, let me think of it. No, right. I'm, no. Yeah, I'm Continue not playing do, Phoenix I'm Hill. Do no, no, I'm, I'm going to stay here. Yeah, no. <laughs> so there was a lot of things going on. You know, I, I didn't play with my fingers. There was, country's a different animal altogether. Oh, yeah, for sure. I've a, talked about that before. It's a beast. Different animal. So I had to learn a whole new genre of music. And what I did was I learned about 60 Billy Ray songs, note for note, for about a month and a half or two months. Right. Um, and then I went. I got the call to come down to audition. And it was me and Terry Shelton and Billy Copeland and Michael Joe Sagraves. And uh, we got in the same room, and it was magic. It right. was just really, really good. I was so prepared that I was... You can be overly prepared, but I was extremely prepared and I right. was relaxed and I knew that I had to hit not just one home run, but I had to hit five home runs, you right. know, with one swing, yeah. you know, because behind me was a Nashville session player and an LA session player. Right. Because they could play better with their toes than I can with my hands. I mean, let's just be honest. They're that. And Billy's a smoking drummer. Yes. Very good uh, drummer. I Boom. can't speak for the other dudes because I don't know them, and, and I'm, you know me, I'm drummer-oriented. Billy's a phenomenal drummer. Unbelievable. And he's, we were shake and bake. That's what we called each other, shake nice. and bake. So uh, it was wonderful. It was really wonderful. And when I left the audition, uh, I knew that I didn't want to leave that audition thinking, man, I could have done better. Right. I left that audition going, I couldn't, there's no way. Right. There's no possible way that I couldn't have done any better. If I don't get the job, it's only because I'm not a known commodity. It's only because they don't know who I am and I'm a greenhorn in their industry. Right. Uh, so if they don't pick me, I'm okay with that. I just know that I showed up right. and I did my part yeah. for me. You know, you did uh, your best. Pumpkin. I did my best. <laughs> and, and I did. And I really did good. So after the audition, I went home. And I get a phone call from Terry, which is the band leader. At this point, I hadn't even met Billy. I mean, right. I knew Billy. I, I'd met Billy in, in previous meetings, but right. he wasn't there at the audition. Um, so Terry gives me a call and he says, Dave, uh, you know, I'm just giving you a call and I want you to know that if you don't get this gig, that it's not because uh, you didn't play well. It's you, you crushed it. Right. We had you down as a favor to Mick. We weren't going to have you down. Mick insisted that we tried you out. And that's the only reason why we tried you out. Um, but you have made our decision extremely hard. Nice. I mean, extremely hard. Because Doesn't that make you feel good when they tell did. you shit it like did. that? It did. It did. You kind of look it, at the phone and go, yeah! And he goes, <laughs> he goes we're, we're not exactly sure where we're leaning. Uh, we're not exactly sure what we're doing, but I didn't want to leave you hanging on too long. Right. If you don't get the gig, I'm going to recommend you for everything. Nice. And I said, well, I appreciate that. Um, and he said, just hang tight. Don't, uh, you know, don't worry about nothing. I'll, you know, I'll give you a call back here in a little bit. Right. And we'll figure it out. And I knew that as soon as he got off the phone, that uh, he was going to make that decision. He was going to. Oh, for sure. And you know I'm a salesman. You are. You, I am a salesman. And I knew I had one shot. Right. I knew I had one shot. 
So I said, Terry, can I tell you something? And he said, sure, Dave, what is it? And I said this from the bottom of my heart, and I meant this. And this is not salesman. This is just speaking the truth. Right. Speaking the truth with a salesman twinge. Exactly. (laughs) I said, said, Terry, can I tell you something? He said, sure, Dave, what is it? And I said, I want to tell you the reason why I'm doing this. And he said, well, what is that reason? And I said, the reason why I'm doing this is I want to show everybody that you can do it. Your dreams can come true. You can get on a tour bus. You can tour the world. You can be on TV. You can, um, if you keep working hard and you're persistent and you keep, you know, trying your best and doing right. your best and, and, and just working really hard, you can achieve anything. Right. And that's why I'm doing this. I want to show everybody that a dream can come true. Nice. And if I get this gig, that will show people that, hey, it can happen. Right. He was silent on the other end. And he goes, I'll call you back. <laughs> I said, okay. And I went, you know, and I, you know, it's like, you know, it's like if you're fishing, yep. you feel the line run. Yep. You know? And I'm like, there it is right there. Right there. Uh, yeah, there it is. Hooking. He calls me back about 10 minutes later and he says, Dave, I got some bad news. And I said, Terry, you ain't got to say another word. I want to thank you for the opportunity. It's an unbelievable story for my career. I got to try out for you guys, multi-platinum artist. That's awesome. You nice. ain't got to say another word, man. Thank you for the opportunity. And he goes, yeah, I feel really, really bad about this, but you're going to have to pack your bags. You're coming with us. Nice. And I was like, holy crap. And I, I lost <laughs> my mind. And um, Please tell me you ran around in circles. I, I, you know what? I, I was surprisingly, I mean, I know I say I lost my mind, but I was surprisingly calm. Uh, it was still surreal. I right. couldn't believe that I got it. Right. And uh, when I got the job, I was just, it was a validation of everything that I'd worked for. Right. And it was one of those moments that nobody can take from you. No, absolutely nobody, not. nobody can take that from you. What year was that? That was, God, 2007, 2006. Okay, that w- all right. That would make sense because when I met you, you were you were doing that gig, um, and then it got a little bit busier where you were gone more. We had to get a few fill-in bass players, but I'm just trying to put the timeline together because there was a a period where you were doing Billy Ray, you were doing Tark Bus, Tark Bus, and, short and then bus you and, and I were doing Zoo Kings, yeah, and then you were doing Short Bus, and I was working. Well, always. You weren't working. You were trucking. Yeah. You were hauling. Always all working. Kinds of, well, I, well, we both do. I yeah, mean, we exactly. both have that work ethic. Yeah, I was just trying to remember that. I don't know why that popped in my head while we were talking, but I went, wait a minute. He did what I did, and he was in like 47 fucking bands at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> Stacy gives me shit about that all the time. Anyway. Okay. So when did the when did the Billy Ray gig end? And there, there's, a, there's a reason I'm asking you that. Well, you know... It, I guess you could say 2013, uh, we did our last show, I believe it was. Uh, Billy was focusing more on movies. And it didn't so much end as as Billy just wanted to do different things. Gotcha. He was still involved with Disney. He was still involved with, um, he, he had a lot of shows in the works. He was doing movies. You know, he, he loves to act. Right. And, and, and this is the thing I tell everybody. He didn't take me to raise. 
Um, he, he gave me the opportunity that nobody else would give me. Right. Nobody. Right. If that man, you have to understand, I love him so much and he's such a good guy, uh, and such a great friend to this day. We communicate once a month, just talking. Nice. Um, he is a good dude. He's I, a I, I only had a very short conversation with him, but wonderful guy. Yeah. If that I guy tell he's a good dude, Yeah, literally, I, I mean this, if he needed me to come clean his toilets, I would because he's that Great. Right. No, I get he, it. He's awesome. Yeah. And, there's, and those people are few and far between. I love him. Right. I love him. And um, he's he's playing, but he's not playing as much. He's in Australia right now. Um, he's doing is, that rock thing now, right? No. No. Didn't he, he do he, a rock he record? He did a rock thing. He, he did, did a, rock, a rock record. Yeah, he did a rock record with <laughs> my buddy Daniel Knight, uh, who's out in California. Yeah. Uh, he did I heard part of Brother that Brother Clyde. That's it. I was trying to think of the name of it. You beat me. Brother Clyde. Yeah, yeah. That was some, it was some pretty good stuff. It was great. It was, it was different, way different for him. It was great. It was better yeah. than the attempt that Garth Brooks did. I can tell you that. Yeah. It, <laughs> we don't talk about that. No. But, um, you know, but Billy is a, um, a great guy, so... I can't say enough good things about him. I miss him. He's my good friend. I miss those guys. Oh, you uh, need a hug. I do. I mean, I miss them. <laughs> I do. I miss them a lot. I, I mean, there's just such good people. No, we they did are. so many things. They are. You did do a lot of cool shit. Um, mm-hmm. You got to play on on the old boob tube. Yeah. He was on the TV. I did everything. Did. We did. I mean, that that's the door that he opened for me. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. That's why I tell people all the time, you know, uh, how great he is. He... I got every single endorsement that I ever, ever wanted. Mm-hmm. Inspector, Galen Kruger, EMG, Intune Picks, DR Strings, blah, 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 blah. I mean, for years, you know how it is. You're knocking oh, yeah. on that door. Oh, yeah. Oh, you're in a cover band? Oh, yeah. Oh, you're in a cover band? Yeah. And up the door just shut, shut, shut. Yeah. This is Dave Moody with Billy Ray Cyrus. How can I help you? Yeah. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Oh, no, I Boom, get it. next day, all my stuff was there. Yeah, no, I get it. We'll overnight that to you, Mr. Moody. Exactly. And that's the way it happened. And you hang up the phone, you're like, damn right. I'll tell you a funny kidding. story about that. <laughs> I called Terry, and I said, um, uh, Terry, you know, how do I get the, you know, these endorsement people, the, the people with the endorsement? He goes, you call them up and tell them you're the damn bass player for Billy Ray Cyrus. That's what you do. And I went, Okay. <laughs> and you know what? I did. And it worked. And it worked. That door went, whoop. How can come, I help you? Come on Come on in. in. White gloves. What can I do? It was amazing. You want a cup of coffee? Yeah. We massage your feet. It was really cool. It was really cool. The reason I asked you why it was what year it kind of slowed down or, or ended, and, and I wasn't implying that anything bad happened because nothing no, bad no, happened. No, no, nothing bad. Um, was because... There was that period where everything kind of slowed down for both of us, um, because you and I played together for so long, but everything kind of slowed down. And then I forget exactly what happened. And this is my perspective, looking at your life. Tark bus was over. You were Mm -hmm. doing some short bus gigs here and there. You moved to Cincy and then (laughs) I'm too cheap to buy sound effects. (laughs) Thunderstruck happens. Yeah. What the fuck, dude? Because you guys are killing it. Well, thank you. Um, what happened there was... You didn't hire me. Okay. <laughs> God. Tough crowd. Tough crowd. We'll get what, to that in a second. All right. Here's what happened. What happened was... Okay, so um, my wife and I, we had a lot of deaths in my family. Right. Uh, my brother died. Mm-hmm. Uh, her father passed away. Right. 
when her father passed away, she wanted to move up to Cincinnati. Right. To be closer to her mom. Understandably. Absolutely. We lived in Louisville for eight years. Yeah. My turn to move to Cincinnati. And she's from there, correct? She's from Cincinnati. Okay. So we moved to Cincinnati. I knew that, but I wanted to confirm that I knew that. Right. <laughs> and, and we got, we got, um, we moved to Cincinnati and we got closer to her mother. And then my mom dies. And it's just this whole thing. Right. Well, in, in the midst of all this stuff, um, I got sober on May 1st, which I'm happy to talk about. Uh, Me May 1st, too. May 1st, uh, 2015. Uh, which I'm coming up on three years mm-hmm. uh, sober. And that is awesome because I'm telling you right now, after, I mean, I was successful when I was drunk. Right. But I'm even more successful, focused, and sober. And the only thing I lost by quitting drinking was the bullshit. You I'm know? totally going to throw you under the bus in yeah. a great, good, positive way. Yeah. The other night we were talking and you, you told me that you started going to see all these shows. Yeah. And you were like, dude. I remember these shows yeah. now, and yeah. I don't know how I missed them, yeah. but I was so drunk, and yeah. now I know why you never drink. <laughs> and I went, yep, pretty much. I remember a lot of shit. <laughs> it we're was, getting... It was funny. Hey, we're getting drunk after this show. Well, right yeah. after. Right after. Right after. Yeah. We can't drink when we're working, though. No. I'm no, no, just no, no, kidding. No. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I, got, I ended up... Liquor bars and... No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I ended up getting sober on May 1st, 2015. Um, so you are coming up on three years and on a microphone. Congratulations, my thank friend. Thank you very much. You're very welcome. Thank you. Yeah, I do like big... you better sober. Oh, gotta like, be honest with you. I like me better sober. Well, yeah. you should, but I'm gonna talk about you. Talk about me. Oh, thank my show. <laughs> Fuck with me. <laughs> so after I got sober, I got more focused. Um, I got a phone call from Kevin Feller, who was in a band at the time called Riff Raff, mm-hmm. and they were an ACDC tribute band in Louisville. And if you remember. Alan Angus Wheatley was the guitar player, and which is incredible kid. Uh, God rest his soul. Um, yes, just an incredible kid. Um, kid incredible was really player. Really good. A- incredible player. Yep. Just incredible passion. Well, their singer found the Lord and decided to leave, mm-hmm. which is great. Awesome. He decided that he wanted to not do it anymore. Right. And he left the band. Mm-hmm. Uh, they give me a call. And Kevin said, and if you've ever met Kevin, uh, he is... I don't know if I have. I'm horrible with names. Kevin's awesome. I'm, Kevin, good. I'm better with faces. I'm horrible with names. He's a, he's a sweet man. He's he's awesome guy. And as giving and passionate as anybody in this world, a hard worker, will do anything for the band. He's he's team first. He's, nice. he's that, That's the way he is. Nice. Uh, he gives me a call and says, Dave, would you want to try out? For thunderstruck or thunderstruck for, for riffraff, and I said, "Well, sure." You know, uh, if nothing else, it'll be fun. Now you gotta understand, I'm about a month sober right. at this point. You know, I'm not, you and you're know, not. And if I remember correctly, you weren't gigging a shit ton. I mean, you were still gigging and working, but not right. nothing no, like the past. No, I was like. You know, trying to be cool. And, pull it back a little bit. You know, just like, man, I got to get a rain on this thing. I'm, I'm trying to pull it back. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm really serious in this, you know. Right. So I went, I, if nothing else, this was going to be a good thing to sing my favorite songs that I used to sing with whiskey driving down the road. Right. You know, so, and I'll get to sing my favorite ACDC songs. It'll be great. Right. So we went in and um, I was, I can't remember what day it was or I can't remember. I think it was in like August of 2015 is when it was. Yeah, I think that's when it was. 
And I remember it's summer, and the only reason I remember that is because I was teaching at mom's, and I was going on my way upstairs to my room to teach, and you're in one of the rehearsal rooms. I went, what the hell are you doing here? Yeah. You were like, what are you doing here? So right. Like, Fucking teach here. And you went, oh, yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> that's right. That was yeah. at mom's. I remember yeah. that, yeah. because okay. that's when I remember I met the band yeah. that you had at the time, um, and I don't remember any of their names, so right. if you guys listen to this, or when you do, sorry. Not sorry. I'm horrible <laughs> with names. But I do remember that it was in the summer. Right. Because that's when I, I was, like I said, I, what the fuck are you doing in here? And then you right. told me, hey, I've got this going. Check it out when it comes out or something right. to that effect. Sorry, yeah. back to you. And uh, so we, we started we started the uh, audition uh, and it was just magic. Right. From the minute. Don't you love that feeling? Yeah. It was great. I miss that feeling. Yeah. But I love that feeling. It was great. And I'm sitting here going, wow, this is really good. Mm-hmm. This is really good. And um, they they said, well, listen, um, you know, they pretty much said, you know, right, it's well, yours if you want it. Yeah, and I, but they had a couple people after me. I said, audition them; they could be better. Yeah. Just like, well, they came back and they said, you know, it's your job if you want it. Right. We got in the same room, and I set them down. And at that time, they were playing clubs. They were playing like. Uh, Gerstles, or not Gerstles, Gilbert, Gilbert's and Our Place and stuff like that. And gotcha. they were doing like three-hour sets of ACDC. This product that you are seeing that's doing what it's doing was doing three hours a night for 400 bucks, 500 bucks. Yeah. And I looked at them and I said, guys, Ugh. guys, you're you're... You, you're not a you're a good night band. You're not a be right back band. You're a good night. Thank you for coming. You're an event. Right. You're a show. And if I'm going to join, we need to cancel everything and and just do it as an event. And it's going to be a growth process. But if you hang, if if you pay attention to what we're about ready to do, you'll see it and it'll grow and it'll be cool. Right. And they bought into it. They listened and I couldn't be happier working with these guys. And it that's where it started from August of 2015 to where it is now, yep. which is... You're selling out rooms liter- literally. <laughs> there's two I'm done. Literally across the country. You're yeah. selling out rooms. Yeah. And, and, and 1,500, 2,000 seaters. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, I say it all the time. I'm, I, I'm amazed as anybody... But I'm not amazed because the product's so good. Right. ACDC is such a nostalgic band. They're not coming to see me. They're not coming to see Kevin. They're not coming to see Caleb. Now they are. Now they are. But initially they're not. They were coming. Uh, to hear ACDC. Yes. Absolutely. Yes. And my guys deliver this product at such a high level. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I, don't, I make no bones about it. They play their ass off. Right. Well, and there's something to be said for, um, I, I hate to even call it a, a niche market or a scene, but there's something to be said for tribute bands that do it well. Because people that are our age, they're heroes of rock. I'm not being morbid. I'm being truthful. Mm-hmm. A lot of them are dead. Dead. They are. They're yeah. old. Yeah. They're either too old to tour or they're dead. Mm-hmm. So you're getting this kind of influx of people that are going, I can't see my favorite band anymore because they're gone, but I really want to go out. But I don't want to go out and see this shit from the last 10 years because I don't like any of that music. Right. What do I do? Oh, there's a Journey tribute band. Right. Oh, there's a Metallica tribute band. 
Oh, mm-hmm. there's Thunderstruck. Oh, there's 47 Kiss tribute bands. Right. Five of them are good. Right. But you get my point. Right. You know what I mean? And I think that's it's very cool. So you've, and I'm not saying you did anything right or wrong. This is just an observation. You've hit in a market that's perfect. It's oh, it's perfect right place, for your right voice. Time. Yeah, yeah, it's perfect for your voice. It's perfect for your stage presence because you have Dave Moody energy that you should bottle. You could sell it. <laughs> it's fucking nuts. Um, right place, right time. And like I said, it's just, I think it's everything is falling into place perfectly. Mm. Until you post a picture of your new drummer and it's not me. Ah! <laughs> and Mr. Thunderstruck Drummer, you are great. I have seen you. So this has nothing to do with you. This is mine and Dave's little beef. Well, in all fairness, whatever. whenever whenever we were coming up I have with my drummers. In my ears. To, I'm not listening to you. I know. I, 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 when, we, when we were coming up with drummers to audition. My first thought about you was the the thing that I saw was how good you were doing gas money. I saw how great it was going. I saw the crowds you were playing in front of. I said, there's no way Steven's going to leave that. I don't even know if he could play that simple because it, it's such, I know you got discipline and I know you have that. Right. But I didn't think that it would be something for you. That I literally, literally, <laughs> good job. Yes. Thought that. I, I, it, 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 it. It never even occurred to me to call you for that very reason because I was like, man. And that that makes 1,000% sense. But the joke between you and I is because you didn't even fucking bother to call me. <laughs> you didn't even give me a chance to say no. So that yeah, now is say why no. I give now you say shit. No, I don't want it. No, I don't want it. As our dear friend Kevin used to say, I ain't doing shit. God rest his soul. Miss you, Kevin. Um, but uh, like I said, I mean, Thunderstruck, man, I don't know. It's just a, such a blessing. It's a, it's, a, it's a really good thing. It's it's a great thing for you. It's a great thing for the guys in your band. And, mm-hmm. and jokes aside, I have seen you guys. You're phenomenal. You're Thank really you. good at what you do. Thank and you. you know me as your friend. Oh. I'm not a huge ACDC fan. Right. I never have been. No. Massive respect. I'm just not a huge fan of their music, right. but you guys kill it every Thank night. You. Well, Thank every you. time I've seen you, which I'm assuming knowing you, you're killing it every night. Right. And I see your pictures that you post of the crowd shots. Those are awesome. Yeah. I'm like, look at that. It's awesome. Hey, listen. I, I, and when you go to Myrtle Beach next time, make sure you message Charlie Steele because he just moved there. That's right. I'll give Charlie a call. See, I got you. That's right. I got um, you. The reason why we started doing those pictures, I remember when we first started doing them. Um, the band was like, you're stopping the show to take a picture. I go, you'll understand. You'll understand. Yep. And as the profile started growing and growing and growing, we've got over 60 pictures of 2000 people behind us. Yep. When people see that, um, it, it builds your profile and people who buy the show are not looking at me. They're not looking at, the drummer they're not looking at caleb they're looking at a hundred dollars a hundred dollars a hundred dollars a hundred dollars they're seeing all that money in the crowd and that's where you get the gigs for sure and that's where people want you to come so i highly recommend any bands that are out there if you start playing these big shows you got to show them that there's proof of bigfoot absolutely so bigfoot exists (laughs) (laughs) here's a picture of bigfoot rock business advice with dave moody here's 60 pictures of bigfoot and he's in different states. Bigfoot walks across the country. Do you see what I'm saying? Does that make sense? 
I get so it. I make I get sure it. to stop the show and do a family picture, as, as I call them. And when we do that, I make everybody just and make it look like this big party atmosphere, right. which it is. Absolutely, there's nothing pretentious about it. No, and and before because we're getting ready to move on to social media issues, but before we do, you and I, we used to do that same picture in Tark Bus. We did. We did, and you know who I sold it off of. That I'm sure they're not the first person band to do it. Well, the only reason was Kiss, right? It was Kiss, and the only reason I said that is because we've been doing it forever. So it's not like you just said, "Well, I'm going to do this because you." It's something you've always done. Yeah. Oh yeah. You talked to me about it a long time ago, and I went, "That's a great idea." And we just started doing it. Yeah, it's business one on one. Absolutely. Let's move on to social media issues. (laughs) All right, so with social media issues, what is something that bugs you or what is something that you like? The reason I ask before you start talking is most of the hangs I have with me, they always look at me funny when I say social media issues. Just any issue you have with it, and the issue can be a good issue or a bad issue. I don't really care. Um, I think that, I don't think that social media has to be all sunshines and rainbows and because that's not the world we live in. I agree. But I choose to keep my stuff light. You can find negative energy anywhere you want uh-huh. if you're looking for it. Oh, you, shit. If you look, if look you, you don't even have to look for it. It'll, it'll just show up. Yeah. Um, so I choose to be positive, um, helpful, mm-hmm. uh, enlightening. Um, I want my page to be a fun page. I want page my page is pretty fun. Sometimes you're self-deprecating, which I appreciate. Yeah. I do it all the time. Uh, if you can't laugh at yourself, right? Um, well, that's why I appreciate it. I like. La- yeah. Have you I, seen I'm, me? I'm a Jesus moron. Christ. Yeah, I'm a moron. Uh, but um, that's why we're mac and cheese. Exactly, mac and cheese. Dumb right? and dumber. Yeah. <laughs> but I think that um, my whole intention of social media is to make people uh, one aware of where we're playing, two uh, try to help others. Right. Do as much as you can. I, I say this every every day. You know, be good to one another, take care of each other, help out when you can. You Those used are, to say that at the end of every show. Do, do it. Do you still say that at the I end do. of the truck? I do. Okay. Yeah. Because I, I don't it. remember the last time I saw you, I don't remember you saying it, but when we were in Tark Bus, every night you ended every show with that. That's it. I firmly believe that. That's my uh, credo. Or Even when you it. were super hammered, you yeah. still remember to end it with that, by yeah. the way. You and that's, that's a good thing. Yeah. Because that's inherent. That comes from you. Yeah. Part of the reason I don't drink, total side note, part of the reason I don't drink a lot most of you that know me know I have pretty much zero filter. Mm-hmm. When I'm drunk, I am truth fucking police. It's like truth serum. I lose a lot of friends when I get drunk. But the the reason I say that is because that's kind of that's who I am. I just right. I'm not going to sugarcoat to save your feelings. So when you're really hammered and you're still bringing something out from within you, that right. means it's genuine. Yep. That's the only reason I bring that up. Oh, and it's true. And I, and I say it every show. Uh, I mean it on my Facebook page, but um, my thing is, is we should be here to help each other and not hurt each other. I see too much fighting. I see too much politicking. Ugh. I see too much, um, you know, not saying that these issues don't matter because they do. They do. Uh, they do matter. Um, but I am of an old school mindset. Um, if you have something that you want to say to somebody, 
You don't do it in a public forum. Mm-mm. You you pull them to the side and you have a conversation. Right. And if you agree to disagree, have a drink afterward. Absolutely. It's all good. Well, it's and you've all good. You've listened to the show, so you've heard me talk about that on several episodes. Get in somebody's face, and I don't mean in a shitty way. Just have a conversation. Have hey, a- dude. What, you and I. Mm-hmm. While we're talking about it, you and I have had disagreements, oh, yeah. a, a, a few big ones. Yeah. And what did we do? We sat down and we worked it out. Worked it out. That's and what it, you do. If you, it, my thing I mean, is, granted, I worked it out because I'm scared of you because you're fucking here. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> we, we, we've, we've lost the ability to speak to one another. Absolutely. We're looking at a little screen and we're, we're, we're taking too much. There's so much that is lost in the printed word because you can't hear the inflection in somebody's voice or what their true meaning was. Absolutely. There's a lot lost in translation. For sure. So that being said, what I what I believe is if you have an issue with somebody, take it to the source. Yep. Take it to the person that you have the issue with. Right. And one of the things I don't understand about that um, is you can still have differences and be friends and be friends you can have differences of beliefs and and still be friends yeah i don't get this and i and i maybe naively or because i'm sometimes i'm lazy not very often but sometimes i'm lazy i don't know if it's because of social media that has turned people that way but it's they they tend to latch on to one thing for example you're not a you don't believe in this so we cannot hang out Mm mm-hmm you know how many beliefs people have? A lot. I believe in millions of things. Okay, a maybe lot. Maybe not millions, but you know what I'm saying. You believe in tons of things. Mm-hmm. You and I don't believe the same shit. Same shit, yeah. But we're still good friends. Correct. I've, I've, I said it on the Brian's episode. I'm throwing my buddy Todd under the bus because now mm-hmm. it's just become fun for me. Right. He is so heavily into politics, he makes me want to shoot myself. Right. But he's still one of my best friends. Right. We just don't discuss that. Right. He keeps his shit on his side of the fence. I keep my non-politics shit on my side of the fence. Mm-hmm. But we're still best friends. And there's again, there's nothing wrong with activism. There's I, nothing no, wrong. There's, there's not. nothing wrong with uh, a debate. No. There's nothing wrong with a. Uh, there, there's nothing wrong with it. I, I just, I just, I say this at every show too. Uh, one of the one of the things that I bring up to everybody is at, at the Thunderstruck performance because I feel like it's our objective, or not our objective, but it's our duty. To let people know the, what, what we really see. Right. I mean, what we really see is human beings traveling the country and meeting different people. Um, when we travel the country, all we see are smiling faces looking back at us. Yep. When you watch the news, they would have you believe that we're ripping ourselves apart at the seams. Yep. All I see are beautiful smiling faces looking back at me. With this love of rock and roll, brothers and sisters, arm in arm, beers up, having a good time, not worried about tomorrow, yep. having a great time, love, As it's supposed loving to be. loving the moment, having a great time. That's America, man. Yeah. That's everywhere we go. America. It is. I couldn't help it. Sorry. It, it really <laughs> is. But no, you're right. You're 100% right. It really is. And, and, and Stephen, it, it just, it drives me crazy that people with years of friendship, um, with years of great memories Absolutely. with each other can get on a social forum and destroy each other and end up hating in front each of other. everybody. Yeah. When it's a five second conversation over a beer. Yep. 
oh, you're just an asshole, and let's have another beer. Yeah. <laughs> Instead, it turns into a pissing contest in a public forum where yep. you got to be right, you got to be right. You go, why you got to do that to each other? Why can't you just say, hey, let's sit down and talk about this? And that's me. That's me. That's why I don't engage no, I'm, in that shit. No, I'm the same way. I don't, most of the people that follow any of my pages, and you know this as my friend, you've never seen me get into an online argument mm-hmm. or a debate. I don't try to prove myself right. If I throw an opinion out there, which I very rarely do, because most of my shit is, hey, come see my show, hey, check out my sh- my podcast, whatever. I don't do a whole lot of personal stuff. But if I throw an opinion out there and somebody disagrees with it, cool. I don't even respond. Mm-hmm. I don't care if you disagree. I just don't want you to make a big fucking deal out of it. Right. Which is what you're talking about, which is what I see all the time on social media. And and again, it, it comes from the printed word. Yep. Um, yeah, because unfortunately, there's no real true sarcasm font. No. I wish there was. I wish there was. <laughs> but there isn't. Dude, that, I was joking. Again, relax. <laughs> again, I make this point. There is nothing wrong with healthy debate. I encourage that. But I, I would implore you to do it in person. Oh, I would agree. I would because agree. if you do it in person, then you know the body language. You know the inflection. Yep. You know the tone of voice. The cadence yep. of which they're saying things. Yep. And then you're like going, okay, that makes sense. I see where you're coming from. Yep. I disagree. Yep. But that's cool. Well, and it's 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 awesome that you say that because total squirrel moment because you know how my brain works. I think the same thing about music. Mm-hmm. And what I mean by that is delivery is everything. Mm-hmm. It's You can line up 10 comedians, give them all the same exact joke, and you're going to get 10 different jokes. Mm-hmm. It's just delivery. Music is the same way. When you deliver something in a passionate way, it comes across correctly. Right. You deliver something in a shithead way, mm-hmm. it comes across wrong. Right. I can look at you and go, Dave, fuck you, and you're going to laugh. Right. Or I can look at you and go, Dave, fuck you. You're not going to laugh. Now right. there's an issue. Same three words. Yeah. And, but I think exactly what you're talking about. Lost in translation and the pr- printed word, It you can't do that. Right. And people tend to get their feelings hurt too much. They do. And everybody's nerves are so exposed today. Yep. And uh, that is way better than I thought I was going to say that. <laughs> because if, if I said it, if I said it the way I wanted to say it, that wouldn't end it well. But everybody's nerves are so exposed. And they are they are hypersensitive to people's... Uh, I love you, fucker. They're hypersensitive. And, they um, are. You're, you're 100% it, it, right. Including me at times. Um, we've lived in... We've become a world of the offended. And, and it just... It, it, it's upsetting. And it that's offensive. I'm offended that everybody's offended. <laughs> I'm offended at your offensiveness. I mean, I, I just I don't get it. Listen, man. It, it, here's what I want to say about me. If I know you, I respect you, and I, I I care about your feelings and who you are, and I I deliver respect, and that's how I that's how I choose to live. Right. And you're never going to see me disrespect you in a public forum. If I have an issue with you. I'm going to pick up the phone, and I'm going to call you. Right. And we're going to work this shit out. Except that one time you tried to grab my ass. Well, I'll do that. I'll still do that. <laughs> hey, hashtag me too. <laughs> <You know? laughs> High five in the microphone. Yeah. Uh, but, no, but you're, you're right. You're right. But at the end of the day, I think if everybody 
sits down and 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 I know there's not enough hours in a day, but I think if you genuinely have an issue and they're your friend and they've been your friend right for years, right? Call them. Well, and I said this on my last solo show, and I'm say exactly the same words. Pipe down on the negativity. Yeah, man. Fucking pipe down. It's not that bad. It's really not. Mm-mm. And then, like you said, the, the everybody gets offended. I mean, you know, the three things I won't talk about on the show are politics, religion, and sports. Mm-hmm. So this is not even political, but there is a group of people that are trying to boycott this new Peter Rabbit movie. Because Have Peter you read Rabbit? this? Yeah, have no, you heard this? Oh not. my God. It's really, really short story. There's a, a, a half animation, half real like real actors in an anime movie about Peter Rabbit who takes over this garden and he gets into a quote war with the human. So the human and the rabbit are fighting. Human has a food allergy. Rabbit throws a blueberry in the human's mouth, has like some kind of fruit allergy or whatever. People are boycotting the movie because of this. Now I want you to look me in the eye as I tell you this. Can we talk about the fact that it's a fucking cartoon? Right. (laughs) It's a talking, walking rabbit cartoon and you're boycotting because he threw a blueberry in a human's mouth well see steven this is what you this Get is what the you fuck do. over it right this is what you do <laughs> this is what you do okay oh that's what i did yeah but i'm using that as an example of people getting too offended by everything mm-hmm. it sends a bad message it doesn't send a bad message pay your 20 bucks go to the movie forget about your life for two hours and go home yeah there's no message. There's no message. It's There's a, a, it's a human fighting with a cartoon rabbit. There's no message. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, here's, here's what I say. Um, here's what I say. At the end of the day, uh, us as entertainers, our job is to make everybody aware of that. that I you, agree. That, that you should get up there. If you have a microphone, your job is to deliver positive messages. I agree. And your job is to deliver togetherness and fun and living in the moment for being sure present and if you have a podcast microphone like i do then right. you can call people on their bullshit right just saying <laughs> carry on and you just you just make sure that everybody feels that and hopefully they carry that with them out the door absolutely and they go you know what absolutely they're right they're right we should just chill out we should now Pipe again, down. again, it could just fall right on the floor with one of their beers. Who, <laughs> who knows? Who knows? <laughs> but but I feel, if we feel that we did our job, yeah, then we win. I feel better saying it. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. That All being right. said, do whatever you want on social media. <laughs> do whatever you want. <laughs> I don't care. I'm cool. I'm just going to keep spreading love and positive energy and rainbows and unicorns, man. That's it. <laughs> That's it. Pipe down the negativity, kids. Yeah, pipe pipe the fuck down. Hey, get along. Get along. It's not that hard. Pipe down, Francis. It's not that hard. Give everybody a hug. Come on. Well, if you've taken a shower, give everybody yeah, a hug. Yeah, yeah. Nobody wants to hug me when I get off stage. Hey, I am you, gross yeah, when I get off stage. You want to hug me and take pictures and do whatever you want to do. I'm here, man. Come on. I love it because there's going to be a day. <laughs> there's going to be a day and you know it. Yep. What you got to worry about. It's not the aggravation of somebody wanting to take a picture with you. It's when they don't Don't want to take take a a picture with you. All right, so let's move on to stories from the stage. All right, so before we recorded, 
I said you can tell as many as you want, but it has to be either an amazing one or an amazing train wreck. Okay, um, I guess my best story, and it's kind of hard to top for me personally, uh, out of all my stories, is the time that I played the Grand Ole Opry. Now, this particular time uh, that we played there. Um, I do have to interrupt you for one second. It's popped in my head. I remember when I saw the picture of you playing on the, at the Grand Ole Opry, and I even texted you because we were already in band together, and my text said, fuck you, dude. <laughs> I was so jealous of you. Not going to lie. I admit it. I was, oh, oh, I was happy, but I was just like, fuck him. Sorry, Karen. <laughs> so, I love you, but fuck you. So we're playing the Grand Ole Opry, and we, I, I accept that. <laughs> <laughs> We're playing the Grand Ole Opry, and, and, and my wife, Mary, got to go with me, which is awesome. And uh, we're backstage at the Opry, and there's just a different everything about this place. Right. Now, I've played CBGBs and the Grand Ole Opry, and not many people could say that. That's pretty awesome. Um, I don't know if I've ever done this on the show yet, but fuck you twice. <laughs> Carry on. But... Um, we're backstage and it's just so awesome. And when you're in that environment, what you got to understand is you're going to see people that you've seen your whole life right. at these shows, be it CMA Fest or be it, you know, some kind of festival. Um, you're going to see all these stars and they're just walking around and everybody's working. And protocol is, you know, don't fanboy out. Right. Just be cool, man. Just be cool. Act like you belong. Act like you belong. They're working. You're, you're working. working. We're, yeah. working. We're working. Everybody's working. Everybody's working. <laughs> you know, so you're walking around and there's little Jimmy Dickens. You're like, holy shit, there's little Jimmy Dickens. And then you look in a room and there's Roy Clark. Roy fucking Clark holding court, you know, right. with this little young band, you know. Right. And he's in there just noodling with his guitar. And, and it's killing. hard not to fanboy it's like, out. fuck, it's Roy Clark. You know. And then you'll see, you know, whoever it might be. Well, anyway, I'm walking backstage and here comes Charlie Pride. And I did not give a fuck about protocol. (laughs) I did not fucking care. I did not care. At that moment, I did not care. I I fanboyed out so So hard. So much. It was like... It was as if I was talking to Gene Simmons or Malcolm Young or somebody like that. Literally, this is Charlie fucking Pride. You got to understand, he was a black man in the 50s mm-hmm. playing white music. White country no, music. White country music. And nobody knew who he was. No. This is a bad motherfucker. A legend. Badass. Legend. Badass. So I broke protocol. <laughs> I broke and protocol. I, I, woke, I walked up to him and I said, Mr. Pride, I got to tell you. I'm just such a huge fan, and I just had to shake your hand. I just want to thank you for all your music, and just, God, thank you so much. And he goes, oh, young man, it's so good to meet you. Thank you so much. He gives me this great big hug. Country music is way different than rock and roll kids. Oh, yeah. Got to tell you. Oh, yeah. Big difference. There's not this arrogance. There is this just love of fans and everything. I agree. I agree. And And I've I've experienced it firsthand before you finish your story. Even though it was a country a cover band, I did I had Willow Creek, the country band I was in. It was a cover band, but we opened for Eli Young Band, Thompson Square. Mm -hmm. Uh, Two different shows, but both huge country bands. None of them could have been any nicer to us. Yeah. It was amazing. Country man. Country man. It's cool. It is it is. Really cool vibe. 
And Charlie was so freaking nice to me. Nice. I mean, just so nice. And uh, gave me the time of day. And I'm like, holy shit. Isn't Char- it cool when they Char- do that? Yeah, way cool. So we had our moment, and he walks on. Then um, you wipe the sweat off your brow. Right. <laughs> I met Charlie Pratt. Oh my God. So, all right, fast forward. We're getting, we get to the show. Right. And the Opry's the Opry, man. It's just. It's legendary. Oh. They still do the Martha White commercial. This next segment brought to you by Martha White powder. You know, <laughs> cooking powder, cooking flour. You know, I'm like, holy crap, that's awesome. You know, I mean, it's great. And little Jimmy Dickens is out there introducing the band. Um, anyway, I'm beside the stage and Roy Clark is on playing before us. And you're on side stage. I'm on the side of the stage watching Roy freaking Clark. I got my bass on. I got my ears in. And I'm looking out at Roy Clark in that little circle. Yep. On, on, you know, where everybody, Hank Williams has stood there. Everybody you know? stood everybody there. Stood there. Yep. And uh, he's out there doing his bit. And he, I think he's doing Wonderful World. That's what he was doing. He was doing Wonderful World. And he was out there performing that song. And I'm like, oh, God, this is unbelievable. And I had to piss. So... <laughs> I always have to oh, piss. Oh shit! I got pissed. I always got to piss like a little nervous dog before we go out. I mean, especially something like You're that. Like a chihuahua. I probably had to do one and two. I didn't know it was crazy. You're the tallest chihuahua ever. Ever. So I'm standing on the side of the stage, and I go, "Man, I got to piss." And I had my ears in, so I could hear Roy in my ears. Right. You know. So I walk back behind the stage, and I go to the bathroom, and I'm standing at the urinal, and in walks Charlie Pratt. And he's standing in the urinal, and I'm standing in the urinal. I got my bass on. I'm standing in the urinal. I'm standing next to Charlie Pride. And he's got his junk in his hand, and I got my junk in my hand. I'm going, holy shit, I'm pissing with Charlie Pride. With my bass on. With, and at the Opry. At the Grand Ole Opry. I can't make this shit up. Nope. So Charlie is standing there taking a piss. He goes, where are you from, young man? And I said, I'm from Louisville, Kentucky. He goes, Muhammad Ali. I said, yes, sir. He goes, he's a bad man. I go, yes, he is. And uh, we're proud to have him. And he said, who do you play with? I said, Billy Ray Cyrus. And he said, I've seen Billy Ray a million times. Love Billy. And I said, well, yeah, we're going to get ready to go out there and do this thing. And he goes, is this your first time playing the Opry? I go, yes, sir, it is. And he goes, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go out there and watch you play. And I said, I'd appreciate it if you didn't. (laughs) And he started laughing. He started laughing. And he's, Don't do that. He, and he said, he goes, you're going to do fine. You're going to do fine. I said, well, I hope so. And he said, oh, you'll be fine. Go out there and have fun. And he goes, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to watch you. And he goes, I'm going to watch you play. And I said, okay, Mr. Pride, I appreciate it. And I just forgot about it because I'm like, I'm getting ready to walk out on stage to operate. So I come around. I'm sitting on the side of the stage. Roy Clark gets done, and he's walking off with his guitar. I'm like, man, somebody grab that man's guitar. That's Roy Clark. Right. Somebody take his guitar, you know. But he walks off all humble with his guitar. And I reach my hand out to shake Roy Clark's hand as I'm walking on stage. And I go, Mr. Clark, it is an honor to meet you. I've been watching you since my underoos. You have no idea. Pause. You wore underoos? Yeah. You're fucking lame. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm just having a picture, a hard time picturing your nine foot tall ass. Well, I wasn't underwear. always nine foot tall. Liar, you came out nine foot tall. <laughs> so 
So I, I told him how much I loved him, and he gives me a big hug, and he goes, thank you, young man. That means a lot. He goes, now you go out there and kill it. Nice. So I get baptized by Roy Clark getting ready to go on the stage. After you get baptized with by, your junk in your hand yeah, by, by Charlie Pride. Right. <laughs> so I'm walking on stage, and who's on stage? Mel Tillis and little Jimmy Dickens. And we're up there, man, and they're doing the Martha White thing, and they're getting ready to pull us up. And Mel Tillis goes just like this. Ladies and gentlemen, Billy Ray Cyrus, <laughs> just like he always does. It was unbelievable. I couldn't believe it. So I'm sitting there, and we go into our, our, our bit, and you only get two songs. Right. We go into our part, and we bring the house down. I mean, we destroyed it. It was unbelievable. And, uh, I mean, just incredible. Standing ovation. At the Grand Old Opry. Nice. And I'm going, this what is the a, hell did I just do? This can't get any better. Right. This is un, it's unbelievable. As I'm walking off the stage, who's the first person I see? Charlie Pride. He's got his arms out and he goes, you killed it, young man. Unbelievable. And he just gives me this great big hug and I'll never forget it. And that's probably my favorite story ever. Pretty good. Nah, I'm going to go... <laughs> Better than pretty good. That's fucking amazing. Yeah, it's it was that's pretty badass. My yeah, friend. it's pretty special. Yeah, that's you know? that's that's legendary shit right there. That's hard to top that one uh, for me, just because. I mean, you can't. It's Charlie Pratt. It's Charlie Pratt. It's Roy Clark. It's Mel Tillis. It's little Jimmy Dickens. It's- and the smart ass in me just thinks it's funny that you had a conversation with Charlie Pratt while you both were holding your dicks. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know why that's funny and. Your big tall ass with your base at a urinal is even more funny. <laughs> it's great. Like, what the? Can't make it up. Nope. Can't make it up. Well, I say it every episode at least once. Cliches are cliches for a reason. Mm-hmm. The truth is usually stranger than fiction. Yes, it is. Because you can't make that up. No, you can't make That's it up. That's fantastic. Yeah, yeah. It's good stuff. All right. So let's move on to what am I listening to? All right, so what are you jamming on? What's got your little earball's attention right now? The brand new Judas Priest is insane. It is so freaking good. Uh, I got nothing. I haven't heard it. It is incredible. Cannot it's lie. called Firepower. Um, when did it come out? It came out March 9th. Oh, it just it came just out. just came out. Oh, that would be why I haven't heard about it. Yes. Okay. I highly recommend it. I don't feel it. as bad as I did a second ago. <laughs> it's, it's as good as anything they did since Brit- they've done since British Steel. Uh, and that's saying a lot because you got Screamer for Vengeance. you got Defenders of the Faith. you got Turbo. you got Painkiller. you right. got Ram It Down. I mean, it's better than... It's, it's not better than, but it is as good as those albums. Actually, it's debuting in uh, America at number two. If that says anything to you. No shit. That's their highest charting album ever. And Rob Halford is 70 fucking years old. And, and he's still, still killing it. Still sounds like Rob Halford. Now, I have not heard that that record, obviously, because I didn't even know it was coming out. But I did, um, probably about a month ago, I saw a video that of some show they did in Europe recently. And yeah, he's fucking killing he it. Is he hasn't s- lost a step. I listen to a lot of... Well, um, he's lost a step. He just hasn't lost his voice. Because he walks like Touche. Touche, my friend. You, you got me. You big bastard, you got me. <laughs> anyway, I was going to say that I, I listen to uh, Eddie Trunk's podcast, and he, he talks about that often, actually, about how it's there's a certain point, and the only reason I bring it up is because I agree with him, there's a certain point where bands just need to stop. 
Mm-hmm. It, it's nothing bad. It's just age. We, you and I talked about it yeah. a while ago. We're getting old. Yeah. The, in we're in our forties. Those guys that were our heroes, 60s, 70s, and 80s, eventually you have to stop. You don't have a choice. Yeah. You just can't do it. But they were, he was, Eddie was talking about uh, Rob Halford can still sing his ass off. Steven Tyler still sounds pretty yeah. damn good. Mm-hmm. And then he was, he was kind of throwing some other guys under the bus who just need to stop singing. But that's the only reason I brought that up. Yeah. Rob he's sounds, 70 and he's killing it. He's, he sounds like Rob Halford, 1983. Nice. And he's incredible. Nice. He he's just uh, he's an inspiration, man. I just love him so much, and he he still believes in metal. Mm-hmm. He still talks metal. You know, <laughs> he's just he's so great, and and you just gotta love Rob. Oh, you for know? sure. You know, and uh, he, he's they're just so good, and that album delivers everything that you could want from a Priest record. It's just got that thing. Nice. I have to check it out because, oh, like I said, I didn't even know. When you do, don't just. Kind of listen to it. No, 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 Crank no. that shit up. I, I will, and, and I will say this on the show. I gave you homework yeah. long time ago, a couple months ago. I had I gave you Dream Theater homework. Oh, yeah. So I, in return, will do homework for you. I will listen to that record yeah. intently and let you know what I think about and it. And I went to Dream Theater. You did. You met me up there. I did. I didn't think you were going to be there. Yeah. Totally not going to. Blew gonna everybody away that I was there. I know. We all turned around and went, what is he doing what? here? What? Hey, I'm a fan. Not of, not of, not of. You are now. I, I, I tell you what. I, I have never seen such proficiency. Oh my god, it's ridiculous. It's insane. It's ridiculous. When I was watching that drummer with his toms up top and at the bottom, and he's doing it backwards and forward. Oh, Mike Mangini. Yeah. Holy shit. That guy's a machine. Holy shit. He's a machine. But it's just like, how can you? But even though, because you and I talked about this months ago when we went to the show. Even though you're not a huge fan of their music, you can't deny how good oh, that show God. was. That, that show was great. Yeah. Incredible. Even if you don't like them, because yeah. they did what? They entertained us. Right. As proficient as they are as their instrument, They're those guys forgot more about music than I'll ever fucking know. That's how smart they are. Yeah. But they still entertained you. Yes. They did both. Yeah. It's awesome. And, and they don't go, they didn't go above you. They're just doing what they do. Yeah. And they're not they're not being above you. They're just going, no. this is what we are. Yeah. They're not and being shitty this, about it. That was very refreshing just to see it. Because when the singer would talk to everybody, he wasn't like, you know, he was actually funny and engaging and, yeah. and lighthearted. And, Telling some stories. Yeah. He was really cool. I, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. Not my style. Right. Well, and it's not going to be. Right. It's not going to be. It's not but for I everybody. It. I loved it. Right. I'd go see him again. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. When are we going? Let's go. Let's go. Well, that's it, kids. That's a show for the week. Are you drinking with your pinky up? Yes. Yes. I am. You know what I love about doing this show? What's that? You, because you and I have been friends for so long, you know how my brain works. It just, <laughs> I have That's this. why your podcast is so good. Why? Because you have a stream of consciousness. You have a stream of thought that is never ending. And it's like you said, squirrel brain. Oh, yeah. Where, where it goes to the- <laughs> And it's it's cool that you, it's kind of like Robin Williams syndrome. You can bounce from this to this to this to this to this to this, and you can ding on all kinds of things. And if people can keep up with you, which is hard to do, it makes for a good podcast. So I hope this was a good one. So, oh, thanks. That's a nice compliment. But yes, it was a good one. It yeah. was a good one. But what I was going to say is I love it because I don't have to, obviously, I don't filter myself anyway, but I can go to a different place and still come back around. 
Yeah. Because I had this whole clothes planned out in my head. Now I don't remember any of it because your big ass is drinking coffee with your pinky up. <laughs> <laughs> well, how about we end it like this? Yes. All right, here's how we end it. Be good to one another, take care of each other, and help out when you can. I agree. I agree. Thank you guys for joining us. Thank you for hopefully checking out my sponsor, Prophecy Inc. Thanks for listening to Dave. I hope you guys learned something. That is pretty much it. As I say at the end of every episode, don't do some shit. So until next time, I will talk at you soon.